0: Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith based podcast that connects real world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about what to expect out of new parents. So let's dive into it.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here.
2: Ayla Sellins.
1: And DS Ninja is in the house. <sighs> what now? You guys
0: done worked my nerves all week. We moved all week. You guys don't listen. What? <laughs> you guys worked my nerves all week.
1: <laughs> Excuse me?
0: That's how my week went. Stressful.
2: Oh.
1: I worked at your house. Yep. Doing your lawn. Yep. Cleaning out. Bushes
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting you tools. Yep,
2: he just made you sound and so all that. grateful.
1: And I worked your nerve, you sure did,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: brother. I think it's the other way around. You
0: guys are so particular, like, 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 I don't know. You guys are so particular. Like, if I put up a picture frame, I'm putting it up and just making it work. You guys are getting out the protractors, the lasers.
2: <laughs> Why not do it right the first time?
1: So you're saying you have no standard.
0: No, I do have standards. I do, hundred percent. Um I do. I make sure it looks good, but you guys it has to be if if you're putting up two pictures, they have to be even. Like it's completely even from each wall. Like eight inches from this wall, eight inches from that wall. If it's if it's seven and a half, nope, gotta do it again.
2: Why why not?
0: You can't even t- Tell a half an inch.
2: Yes, you can't. No, you can't.
1: No, but just wait. Just wait two years down the road when you have Christmas gifts and a gift says on the box, assembly required for your kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna see how particular you're gonna be.
0: I'm not. They're gonna figure it out. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can't be right down the street that on will a bike wheel <laughs> fall off it. Get ahead. That's a lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> but before
0: we jump, in, jump into this conversation on parenting, that would have been a perfect segue. <laughs>
1: um,
0: we got to do it right, though. How was your week, Ayla?
2: Same as yours. Pretty stressful. But I'm glad it's 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 cooled down after this past weekend. It, it's cooled down a little bit. But we're going to be busy for a while. So. Yeah. <laughs> For the next eighteen years of our lives mm. we're gonna be busy. I
0: wish you I wish we had the cameras plugged up so you can see my face.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or oh, see the face that y'all pulled that carpet up.
0: <laughs> 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 well, how was your week, Dad?
1: It was okay. I'm putting together a proposal and person working my nerve.
0: <laughs> 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 so <Sure. laughs> wait, is that it? Mm-hmm. Well, you have a. You said a presentation is working here, nurse? A proposal. A proposal. <clears throat> Those are hard, though. I'm not even going to lie to you.
1: No, it's not. The proposal's not hard. It's just some people.
0: Make life hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week, we're talking about parenting and what to expect as a parent. And so I'm going to be honest with you. Up to this point. I have heard nothing but bad things about being a first time parent. (laughs) I keep hearing things like, oh, you're not going to sleep. Oh, your kid's going to do this and that. Oh, this is going to happen. You just, just all kind of stuff. And to be honest with you, I don't, I think half of that is not going to happen. Like maybe I don't think maybe the kid's not going to sleep, which is going to, you know, be adjustment or whatever. But all the other stuff are like, oh, you got to do this. You got to be worried about this and that as far as like, oh, you got medical bills and uh, the kid not doing this. The kid is going to want to do this. And then uh, finding all this stuff for daycare and all this stuff. I don't think it's going to be a huge issue.
2: I think that when we go through it, you're going to regret talking in that mocking tone (laughs) the people are going through these things so it's not like it doesn't happen
0: i think it's an issue if you make something an issue and that's just my personal experience so like even when we was going into getting married the amount of things i heard about the first year is always the hardest year you guys are going to do this and that oh you're trying to get a house that's just going to add into this but nothing happened and I'm just a true believer of you, the situations. <laughs> you're looking at me weird. Uh, I'm just a believer that you make situations what they are. And that's my personal belief. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to go into too much details on that right now. But, like, yeah, that's what I think.
1: Um, Back up, brother. Mm-hmm. I believe y'all was stressed out about the house from what I remember. No, I wasn't stressed out about the house. Yeah, but you not by yourself. You got a wife. I know. <laughs> so I know The two shall be one If yeah. she's stretched out <laughs> mm-hmm. You better yeah. check that perspective
2: <laughs> I think maybe it's like <clears throat> As far as You know Pressure of like Not being together Or things like that Like people to that extent Like In the first year of marriage It's the hardest to get through Because you're always fighting Or you're always doing this And That Necessarily didn't happen for us, but I don't think that it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, know. but people were talking to me like it was a you better expect that.
1: Like, this is what's going to happen. People that were married, yeah, yeah. Did they have faith? They
0: have I don't know, but those, those, <laughs> same, those same people, those same people were the ones like telling me what to expect with a kid, too. They had like kids. I, yeah. Everyone that told me something has been through marriage or has had kids.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, for instance, yeah, well, not for instance, but going back kind of what your dad said, do they have faith? Because I feel like in a lot of our situations, that's, or all of our situations, that's what we both leaned on. So... I, I think maybe to get through things, that's why we got through things, not because it wasn't happening.
1: I think you guys are, and I, and I said this to you before, that you're starting off in a, at an advantage because both of you have a foundation in Christ. Um, <clears throat> and I think that makes a huge difference. Um, so at least you are on one accord on that. Yeah, The challenge is if one or both the individuals are not um have a foundation in, in, in Christ or in the word, that makes a huge difference.
0: But we also have a third party now. So I'm not really <clears throat> worried about, I guess this could be a worry. I'm not really worried about what Ayla and I would do with the kid is when that kid goes off to school. Or our kid goes off in the world. Because now we have a third influence on a child, an upbringing of a child. Mm -hmm.
2: Somebody said, maybe it was you. Yeah, it was you. And we were talking about this because this has always been a concern of mine. Daycare? No. Oh. No. About raising a child Mm -hmm. and like, and preparing them. Mm Mm-hmm. And not doing it the way that we should or, sh- you know, we're doing it the way that we shouldn't. Or, you know, it's always been a concern of mine, you know, because we're not the only ones that this child is going to be in contact with. He's going to go to school. He's going go to go and experience these friends and these different atmospheres. And <clears throat> and you worry about the influence that they'll have. And like you had just said, basically, we can only do our job.
0: Yeah. It's still not a, it's still a thought in my head though.
2: I just you put it very simply to me and then it made me feel better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's still like I feel that way but it's still in the back of my head.
1: <laughs> well, it Studying and, and will help a lot. It helped me because <clears throat> I didn't know how to be a husband or a father prior to me reading and understanding the scripture and then applying that. I, I didn't know. But by the time you guys were born, I had a foundation. And Proverbs is a tremendous book on wisdom. And especially for kids.
0: So is when were you saved when I was born? Like were you when I was before, when did you were you saved before I was born?
1: Yeah, January seventeenth.
0: Now you remember the date. Yeah,
1: nineteen eighty seven.
0: What how old like how old was Tori and I when you was you guys really started pushing like God, like the idea of God and teaching us about God's love.
1: Cause I always remember like, it was com- before you were born,
0: mm.
1: you know, I started reading studying and getting the foundation.
0: <clears throat> I know, but like <clears throat> teaching us, cause I, I, I always remember com- like before we used to go to bed, we had like a picture Bible mm-hmm. and we used to, <laughs> we used to sit there and read it before we go to bed and then we'll pray. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it was you, sometimes it was mom, and then a lot of times it was both of you guys. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'd say goodnight, and then we will go to sleep. Like, I remember doing stuff like that. I remember playing different games and doing. I'm going to Bible studies, and then you used to take me to, like, choir rehearsal with you and then to, like, the men's Bible study, which at that time I didn't realize how crazy it was.
1: <laughs> the boys, the men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, stuff like, you know,
0: yeah. stuff like that. But uh, I, I just don't— do, is that something? I don't know. I don't know what I'm asking.
1: All that is, is building blocks. And, and at your age, you wasn't going to understand a lot of stuff. You were just with me. You are around the guys. You had fun. But all that, I did that because I felt at that young age, if something happened to me, you would have been comfortable enough talking to the other guys because you've been around them. Mm-hmm. And so that was a way of introducing you to a foundation, uh, being around Guys that's growing up in the faith And growing up in the word
0: So being brought up in that That became my reality The church was like my reality My belief in God was my reality Because that's what I was around I was taught that from day one to now But what about for Even you for instance Someone who who the Bible Wasn't a reality growing up How does a parent um, I don't know I don't know where to necessarily be a parent in this situation But how does that kid get Introduced or how do you introduce something that's not a part of that person's reality to them?
1: Well, in in my case, the things that you do, the things that are did, you guys ask questions. Why do you do that or how are you able to do that? Mm -hmm. Because most people think it's just by you reciting scripture, but Mm -hmm. it's how you live your life. Yeah. And then the blessings that come in your life. And also the trials that come in your life are lessons too, that God put on you sometimes to move you or sometimes to prepare you for something else down the road. Mm. And so when you start looking at those things and it now becomes a teaching tool for those behind you, Mm. good or bad, right or wrong, you know, the bad things, because we talk about the things that I messed up on that things I didn't know not coming up in Christ my thinking was different those things help just as much as the things that I learned from scripture mm-hmm. and and I think the challenge we have in parenting in a household is when you're not able to be honest mm-hmm. with your kids yeah and let them know look I messed up I wasn't always like this mm-hmm. And here's what I learned. And this is what brought me to this.
0: I think what also helped me, and it can be annoying, I think, to people sometimes, is the fact that I ask questions. Mm-hmm. But I, <clears throat> you guys have always had an open door of being able to ask you guys questions. And I ask a lot. And so I think that helped me with my, one, with my growth in Christ and study because— Like even like today, before we recorded podcast, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and I was doing a little bit, been reading it for a minute, trying to figure out like the, what is it? Like what, but you guys have always been open to ask questions. Okay, well, why do you think that way? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you say why you think that way. And then I may say why I disagree <laughs> but you guys have always had that open book for like the communication. But when does it get to a point where it's like open communication? Yes, talk. You know, we ask questions or whatever to that child challenging you. Is there a a, a medium where like it's too much? Because I can't really remember too many times where I know there's times where I have seen that you or mom start getting heated. I'm like, oh, let me let me sit back. But how do you? they they're Like, what is that point where it's like getting too much of? Like, look, you're not a grown person, you're a child, and I'm your, your dad.
1: I think it depends on what it is, but you always want to ask questions because a, a child, an infant, you know, once they start speaking, they're going to be inquisitive, and they're going to ask you, well, why? Hmm. It Because of this and that. Well, why? Because it, it, it I said so. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that a couple you times. You know, yeah, because – They're trying to process the information and what you're doing by them asking why. That means they want to know. And also you're building a connection. You're building a relationship by talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, They may not be able to handle the answer that you give. And you're going to learn that because they ask questions that the process of you answering that they may not understand. And it won't do them no good, but for them to be able to come to you. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. Just like when you were uh, young, the best part of you playing baseball and football and track wasn't that you were successful in it in the beginning. It was the fact that we were riding together to and from practices because during that time you were asking questions and we were communicating together. We were building a relationship like that. And I think some parents, especially dads, miss that opportunity or miss that point. It's not that they're making touchdowns or they're catching a ball or, or, or striking out somebody It's the fact that you're traveling together to and from practices and you're communicating.
0: I think that's the same when it comes to like working in your ministry too, right? Like when you're working in your, I guess your gift or whatever, whatever God's calling you to do, Communicating and having that connection And that too But is there a certain point where Your ministry kind of goes above your kids Like is there a certain point where like You're like okay you know a kid I can't do this right now Because I have this responsibility To do with the church
1: No I don't think your ministry Should ever come above your Your family
0: But what if it's like God's calling on you Like is your What you're supposed to do Yeah Like if my calling is teaching and I'm supposed to teach this day, but I also have a game for my kid. Which one do I, is there a certain point where it's like, okay, I went to this many games, but now I got to go to this.
1: No, I, I, <clears throat> I, I think I told you a story uh, uh, about dad Maiden one time saying he was talking about that and he had to preach, but his son was playing in the game and and I can't remember if he cut it short or he didn't preach on that day. But that's very important because in your kids' <coughs> mindset, when you do that, their mindset, that ministry is more important than me. Mm-hmm. And then the kid can start hating ministry.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But at the same time, could that kid be like, uh, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Because those are the formative years. Like, I think then all your career, whether it's flag football, baseball, football, a track, I think I missed one meet that you ran in. Mm-hmm. And that was the districts. That's when you broke the, the district record.
0: That's crazy how he missed that one. <clears throat> the biggest meet of my, my career, actually. Yeah, key. but I was Best coaching meet.
1: at Chanel. Oh, yeah. And... What had happened, I think we had something coming up, and I was going to go. I was going to have practice or something. I was going to go to the meet. I wasn't there at the beginning, but it was there afterwards. Because I remember uh, Coach Rand said, man, he ran that. He meant that when he ran. (laughs) I came later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, But at the same time, though, like, couldn't a kid look at it like God is that important where my mom or my dad dropped everything to go do what God told me to do or to do what God's calling me to do.
1: I think it'd be the opposite. God taking my dad away.
2: Perspective. I think, I think it depends on, on the personal situation because I think if it's a hundred percent of the time your parent is missing out on all of your events because of ministry, I think yeah, for sure you would get that perspective of, like, my parents just not here. Mm-hmm. But I think if it were, like, once in a blue moon, they're like, hey, I'm sorry, this was here. Like, I have to be here. Then I think that if a parent – I'm trying to put myself in the kid's situation. So if my mom missed something for me, but she was there 90% of the time, Mm-hmm I think I'd have a little grace there as a child. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just think that depends. But if she wasn't there all the time, I do, I can see why somebody would have a feeling of bitterness towards God or a ministry because you feel that a parent is supposed to be there for you.
0: So how do you pick that happy medium? Like, How do you choose when to go for your kid and when to do your ministry? or call, do what God's calling you to do? How do you break that up?
1: You you make that choice, and you <clears throat> you evaluate that. Uh, to me, that I was not going to um, put that above my kids. Put it like this. I started the sport of karate at 10 years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I started at a recreation center. I worked my way up where I w- won... So many awards, championship, the U.S. team trials, the gold medal in the Pan Am Games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was on the United States World Team, the Pan American Team Zone. My parents have never seen me commit compete. They've never seen me compete. My mother said she couldn't see me mm-hmm. watch me out there. They They've never seen me compete. But I still excelled anyway. Mm-hmm. I wanted them there. My mother, check that. They'd never seen me compete in person, live. Mm -hmm. My mother saw a tape of me competing in Japan. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up to her screaming and clapping from watching. She put it in and, and I was upstairs and she's watching it and she's screaming and clapping watching the tape and it woke me up. I came down, what's going on? She said, boy, you
2: getting down,
1: you know, (laughs) you know, but, but yes, I wanted them there, but they, they weren't there.
2: I have, this brings up another question in my mind. Like, so you raised your child in in a Christian household, right? And like, what if one of those events happens to be something that doesn't align with your values?
1: Like Like, Um what you when you say the events, like what
2: like let's say they're participating in like
1: a halloween play or
2: not not kind of but but maybe even more a little bit serious i don't know how to i don't have a specific <clears throat> like thing in my mind that mm-hmm. but something that goes against what what like, they okay.
1: in there then See, well, what age? see? Listeners, you listen?
0: You see he's being very analytical right now.
2: No. No, they <laughs> I mean
1: what age are we talking about? Like teenager.
2: <laughs> like a like a late teenager. Okay. So they're at this point they're they're trying to make their own decisions and go out and, and try these different things and like, hey, I have this for instance, okay, let's say your daughter's a dancer. Or something. Okay. And she comes to you and she says, I'm dancing in this production, but this production is kind of promiscuous. Mm -hmm. Do you go and still support your Mm -hmm. child when they've made the decision to go in those circumstances?
1: Mm. You said my child. Your child. (laughs) They in my house. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: They wouldn't be in
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) But you... uh, (laughs) I don't know that. I don't know. I can like thinking like
2: on
1: school
0: and stuff like i think hmm,
1: i don't know i think you would promiscuous yeah
2: i mean it doesn't i don't mean it's like all out promiscuous but what i'm saying is that maybe it's a little it just it goes against some of
1: what you said promiscuous though
2: i know know, but it's still it's it's still
1: dirty dancing and
0: i got i what skiffy
1: outfit and
2: yeah
0: we My, go we gonna bake, break it this way, so he can't try to go around the
1: story okay? no, I'm not going around because I know that happened it didn't happen with me, but I know um it happened with someone we know that was running track, and the outfits the uniforms they ordered mm-hmm. was almost like a thong <laughs> it, it it was, and the parents was like, What the heck's going on you know yeah, and they had an uproar and
0: Oh, that's perfect. So, well, you say that happened to Tori and um, the coaches refused to change the uniforms. Are you
1: still going to Tori's track meet? Tori's not going. See, when you say parent, you have control. Mm -hmm. That's their program, but that's my child. And if they're Mm underage and it's something like that. I have the control.
0: I <laughs> uh, wonder what, what happened, right? Say so, I was a dancer, right, and I was in a show that was like very prominent. And you and, got a two-two-one. Yeah. <laughs> I was in. I was in a show that had that was very blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't know how to say the word. Um, provocative, y- y- promiscuous. Oh, there it is. Uh, I was in a show that was very promiscuous. You were and, well, pr- provocative. <laughs> no. You know. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. whatever the p word yeah. is. Um. And you was like, "Yeah, D, you can't go because of that." I'm like, "Oh man, I forget you, Dad. I'm gonna go." And I called you the day of the show. It's like, "Hey, Dad, I'm in this show. I'm dancing. If you really support me, you'll be here." I can only imagine how ma- you will come. <laughs> I, I know you will show up. <laughs> oh man, you probably be up on that stage too, pulling me off. <laughs> Oh,
1: man. But, yeah.
2: Darryl, yeah, I have a question for you. <laughs> Don't look wait. at the face.
1: Hold on. Let me get the camera on.
2: <laughs> I, I do. Wait, no. Hold on. Wait for him to get the
0: camera. I need them to soak in my face. But okay. it's not
2: going to be genuine.
0: That's fine. Okay.
2: Okay. Go ahead. Right, I have a question for you. Because, okay. like, you're naturally a calm individual yes what are your views on becoming a father
0: as far as what discipline
2: no as far as just how do you feel how do you feel about becoming a father
0: see she's trying to get me because of the insecurities episode she's trying to get me to open up is that what you're trying to do yes oh, At least she's honest um truthfully i'm actually excited because i really feel like this kid's gonna be just like me
2: if that's not the most like
0: wait can you let me finish
2: go ahead mm-hmm.
0: i have a great sense of humor
2: oh it's getting better
0: <laughs> but no i i am really excited because i do think and i know it might sound a little out there but i think the kid is going to be similar to me as far as like my personality and stuff I'm not saying anything is wrong what with well oh, he's not that's fine okay That's fine. I get along with everybody. So, like, if he has a different personality, that's fine, too. How do you feel about being a father? I am. I'm trying. I'm answering. Okay. And I feel like... I feel like it's going to I feel The re- the reason why I'm excited Is because I feel like When I say I feel like it's, We're going to have The same personality Is because I feel like We're going to have Common interests In a lot of things And I feel like As a one-on-one connection Between father and child We'll have a lot of Those opportunities Whether it's through sports Whether it's through Like just studying the bible Whether it's just Doing like stuff That's cool That we think is cool I think that one-on-one Connection is going to be Really really great And that's and, and that's why I led with I think we're going to Have similar personalities Whether Now if the kid doesn't have my personality that's fine too because I I, like I said I get along with everyone so I feel like we're still going to have those one-on-one connections and then that's what I remember so like I remember going to track practice football practice all these things but I don't really remember practice as a whole unless the ones I, except for the ones I really died in but I always remember when dad and I went and got milkshakes afterwards I used to love that like we'll go to JFK and we ran in this thing called the hole completely sucks I can't really remember it cuz I probably blacked out. But um I always remember on the last one that's like if you hit this time we go to Burger King. I'm like, bad, I got to hit that time." And then we run it in, we're running and I run in and I hit the time and we go to Burger King or whatever and we're sitting down talking about the possibilities from continue to get faster, just like the different ideas behind sports and then talking about school. And those are the type of things that I'm really, I guess I'm really looking forward to. So circling back around, me saying that uh, I, I think this kid's going to have my personality is not a conceited thing, but I feel like he is. And I think we're going to have a lot of things to, that can really connect us, father and son.
2: So you're excited for the relationship? Yes. Okay, how do you feel about the responsibilities? It's going to be easy. Why do you think it's going to be No, I don't
0: think it's going to be easy, but from my experience and watching my parents, things are going to happen, right? Like things are going to happen all the time that may be hard to deal with, but you deal with them. I have a strong faith in God. Like there's a lot of things that happened to this point in my life that was rough, but I got through it because of my faith. And that's not going to change because I have a kid. It actually should deepen my faith. I guess I I feel like I would have more responsibility to grow my relationship with Christ and teach the kids to grow relationship with Christ because of that. And, you know, faith is a very strong thing. And so I'm not really worried about. And that's what I was talking about earlier in the podcast when people are saying, oh, you got to look at you. I'm not worried about that because God has taken care of me so far because I've tried my best to be his best disciple, best student. I think that's going to carry on to when I have a kid from watching my parents operate like my dad, I know there are some times that things got rough. I know there was times where like things was like oh i don't know what to do, but I' never seen that. I' have just always seen the opposite of what happened. It wasn't until later in high school when I was sitting down and it was actually he was going through taxes, and then we was talking about different things and talking about and then when you used to talk about the door alarms and stuff like that, if you want to hear about that, I was talked about on another <coughs> podcast, but <clears throat> situations where my dad had went through that was tough but how he got out of it mm. i never knew any of that all i saw was a man that worked hard a mom that worked hard and they did the best to provide we was on the enjoyable like we always was happy. felt we like oh look like we're cool like, we're all like i never seen all that and so I plan on doing the same thing. I'm not worried about the different obstacles that's going to come because one, I know that God is going to protect us and I know that God has his hands on us. He's been with us so far. Mm -hmm. He's not going to let us go when the kid comes.
2: Yeah. I don't think, I think from my perspective and my situation going into parenthood, it's more of the, the pressures that I may feel are more based on wanting to do right by God with what he's given me. And and so that's I, I was wondering if you had any of those.
0: No, because I do believe the mistakes that I do that I make <clears throat> that I will make are teaching moments. I, I believe that like this mistakes I made now they sucked, but they're teaching moments. I know what to do, what not to do. Mm-hmm. And with a kid, when I make a mistake, like Dad was saying earlier, being honest is okay. Look, I might have messed up here. But this is what you don't do, you know, if you're ever a counter that. And it's just nothing but teaching. So, and I know uh, we talked about it maybe four or five episodes ago when I said, and this was really bold too, I said that I feel like I can't do wrong. It's because I really feel like I can't do wrong. Because even when I do do wrong, like I will do wrong, God is always there to, i got I'm, I'm in God's plan Everything happens for a reason So the things I mess up on Is, is teaching moments I'm not going to get flustered Over something that I make a mistake on Or something that Could have been avoided If I studied a little bit harder Or whatever It's just Now that I see it I recognize it And I change it
1: See what What <clears throat> What you're going to be faced with And, and what was challenging um, In Proverbs 22.6 uh, It says train up a child In the way they He should go And when he is old, he will not turn away from it. So it's not about what you say all the time. Like you said, it's what you do and what the child experience is when me as a parent saw injustice being done to my kid and how you deal with that could affect your kids, how I handled it. Mm -hmm. The time I had to come to the school because they were going to suspend you for fighting.
0: Oh, yeah. That was interesting.
1: Yeah. You came to an aid of of a kid who bullied another kid. You came to the aid. The kid kicked you and you handled the business.
0: Because I'm a good person.
1: Whatever.
2: This is the most humble you've ever been, I swear. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: And so because he took care of business on the kid, they had an no fighting rule Mm -hmm. no tolerance for it so i got a call from your mom saying come to the school they're gonna suspend d and when i found out what happened and when the teacher looked at you and said you know how he is why did you say something to him oh yeah i'm like this it is not his job to understand the demeanor of another kid he came to aid of another kid this kid hit two kids and he's gonna get suspended. Now, I wasn't indignant, I wasn't yelling, or anything like that.
0: He was scary though.
1: Had <laughs> 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 they knew I meant business. But <laughs> but had I done that, he might have took that as that's the way you handle things. You you know. And so You're going to have to learn that as parents, when to do it and when not to do it.
0: He did say, oh, go
2: ahead. From working with kids, I feel like maybe, I don't know if we have a different perspective, but I definitely look at it a little bit differently because I see the the mimicked behaviors in children that they do because of their parents. Mm -hmm. And so I look at this responsibility as even bigger because Mm -hmm. it's not just to do with what we just tell the child, but what the child sees from us. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it's like also on my character, because this child is seeing and hearing and experiencing and mimicking what we do in our personal, whether we think it or not. And so I think that is the pressure kind of going in is that I want to do right by God (laughs) and I want to do right by the child. (laughs) And so... Those have been thoughts that I've been having. It's not like an overwhelming pressure, like I'm buckling or anything, but thoughts going into because we only have two and a half months left mm-hmm. until the baby's here, and and what kind of parent do I want to be? You know, <clears throat> what mm-hmm. what? How can I be the best parent possible?
0: It's actually I think it's kind of easy um, because we do have a blueprint in front of us. Yeah. So it's not like we going into. His parenting thing blind and i i i want to say quickly realized but i kind of learned from watching my parent. like <laughs> by far they're not perfect but i've i think i've I had a decent idea of you know being not just a parent but like a godly parent and so even in that situation what happened was the kid uh, the bully he slapped this kid he hit this kid and all i said was yo Bro, like you know how I talk. It's like, yo, bro, like that's not cool, man. Like, like He didn't say alone. that.
1: He was of a fourth grade or <sighs> at the time.
0: <laughs> Always messing with my
1: stories. You was not even cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, guy. <laughs> Fine. Okay. This is what I said. Hey, buddy, you shouldn't do that. I was like, don't. I was like, that's messed up, man. I did say that's messed up. I was like, that's messed up. You shouldn't do that. Like, you have anger issues. You got to calm down. And I turned around and I put, uh, it wasn't nothing crazy either. And I, I started drinking out of water fountain because we're at gym and we're on a water break. And then he kicks me and my head goes into the ceramic thing that's over the water. So like my head, like my forehead went into it. And then I turned around and then boom. And the next thing I know, because we were both little. So <laughs> the <laughs> gym teacher, she had me by one collar and had the other kid by the other collar like this. And we're walking down. We're walking down the hallway, and then the class had just went into the cafeteria, so she had to open up the door. So she was like, "Stay right here," and went to open up the door. He ran and kicked me again, and I'm so I'm coming up like the, the hit him again, and then the teacher like yanks me up. I'm real little, so he had me you know, one hand, and then she's dragging us down to the principal's office, and then so when we got there, I'm sitting in a seat. Um, it's a table. I'm sitting on one side. The kid is sitting on the other, and the. Teacher, it's like a, a teacher was sitting with that kid. and The principal was in. And we was waiting for my parents to come. And so they explained. That the, the gym teacher saw the whole thing, and she explained exactly what happened, and she explained exactly how it happened. And then the principal was like, well, we're going to have to suspend him for doing this and that. And then um, I forgot what you had said. Dad. Did they and, do
2: anything about the other child?
0: Yeah, he got suspended, okay. too. Um, The teacher The teacher then say Well Daryl, You know how this kid is Why would you do that And then dad was like It's not my It's not his responsibility To understand his This kid's character Like he did something wrong And he addressed it And that was in their In their anti-bullying packet Or whatever they had They've had that in there And he said Then he put hands on him And then the principal was like Oh well we have a no tolerance On this and that Blah 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 And my dad looked at me (laughs) And he was like, D, like if someone ever puts hands on you like that again and you don't defend yourself, you may not have a problem at school, but you're going to have a problem at home.
1: I sure did.
0: And I was like, mm, OK.
1: Yeah. And, and see, another thing that you're going to have to learn and, and you, you'll figure it out once you guys have more kids, you know, when you get their five kids. <laughs> <Rewind>. <laughs> You're going to have to learn to understand and how to deal with them because their demeanor and their mindset, they're going to be different and you can't cookie cut bringing them up because you have to learn their gifts and deal with them like that. Their strengths and their weaknesses. Because Tori, you know, especially with her having a cognitive learning disability, um, the manner in which we taught her and dealt with her was different from D. Because their abilities and their gifts and their knowledge was different.
0: And that actually leads me (coughs) to my next question. If I was, because I was short and quiet, like really little, like I looked like I was two grades under where I really was at. Would, I, would you have handled that situation differently if I was one of the bigger kids in the grade and more vocal?
1: No, because remember, one of the questions was to the principals, the assistant principal and the teacher. I said, what message are you sending the kids? That you can defend someone and you get suspended. You're thinking that you're wrong. Um, it has nothing to do with your size. It was the principle of it. And then me being at a dad, as his dad, he had to know that if you're in the right, I'm going to back you. And if you're wrong, I'm going to back you with discipline. Mm-hmm. But they know that we'll be there. And so that's what you're going to have to learn. And there's going to be a fine line to, because uh, as you got older, and I'll never forget it when you, play football. I felt that you wasn't getting treated fairly, but I never went to the coach. I would never go to the coach and say, why are you not playing my son? And why aren't you doing this? And that, and you were one of the fastest and better players on the team. And so I never did that. Now, some parents I've seen it it got into it with the coach because of that. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to learn that. And all I did was talk to you and just talk to you about training more, being smarter, studying more. Is one thing to train in your sport is also to be a student of the sport.
0: Yeah. I do remember one thing, one instance, and uh, I was – I wanted to play running back. So at this point, they was like, okay – Daryl has a little bit of speed, so they put me on the field, but they wouldn't throw me the ball. So I was, you know, just this little guy out there running. And I wanted to play running back because, in my eyes, that was the only position I was getting the ball. And so <clears throat> I remember my dad had asked—we was on our way out from the field, and my dad asked the coach, he's like, hey, is there a chance that he can get in as some running back to try it out to see if he likes it or whatever? And the coach was like— he looked at me and looked at my dad. and Was like, "No, he's too small. I wouldn't want him to get hurt. I don't want, wouldn't want him to get hurt." And my dad was like, "Well, just try. It. Just throw him in there, just to try it." And the coach was like, "Nah." Then my dad was like, "Okay, we finished out the season, and he took me over to another program, and they put me right in at running back." But that is a lesson that I learned too, as far as like the different differentiating like time to, I guess, be a little bit more aggressive and the time to be a little bit more calm, because in that situation. You asked the question, he gave you an answer. He's like, okay, well, I don't like the answer. Instead of vocaling it at, at him, it's like, okay, we're just going to change our situation. And, that's, and I, I, I'm I, never going to forget that. I'm never going to forget where we were at on the field. I'm never going to forget what you was wearing. I'm never going to forget the coach. Forget what I was wearing. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm never going to forget that situation. And I remember both those situations because there are similar situations on how to address a kid, in my opinion, but with different Like avenues Or different ways To address it I guess Mm -hmm. And so I'm never Going to forget those As far as like Times to You know Be a little bit more vocal And times where You know you Like it's not necessary
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Cause one I guess Could like Really harm me (laughs) And the (laughs) other one He kicked me He kicked me Like my head went Into the After that point Like no one Really messed I didn't get messed With anyway But nobody like Like even thought about doing anything to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to you 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 have to understand because the way I came up was different from where you came up, and I'm I was a more aggressive kid. Crazy. <laughs> no, more in my teen years because you know under the teen years I I, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Uh, coming up but more in my teen years I, I gained that, that confidence and I was more aggressive, became more aggressive but D was never like that and, and I always said because the way you played um, your your athleticism you had that to play on the next level, the NFL but your demeanor yeah. was was different you know And I wasn't going to try to make him like me. You know, matter of fact, when you asked me about getting into karate, I told you no. Yeah. And, and he didn't push me on, had he pushed me, I probably would have trained him.
0: Big mistake on your part, buddy.
1: Well, your part, because you can't fight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ask that kid in in fifth grade.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, the thing is, is when you have, a kid, especially if they named at you after you, you want them to to excel at the same pace that you did. And that can be a big mistake. Um I'll never forget um this this guy had hired me to train his son on the hurdles and we were at the track and and so I'm working with this kid and you were with me at the time. Mm-hmm. And I brought you up there to help along, you know, because you have another kid. And I'm looking at this kid; he was going through the stuff, and I'm thinking in my mind, this kid don't want to be here, but the dad want him here. And after the practice was over, you told me, D. You said, "Dad, this kid don't even want to run hurdles or track. He wants to play the cello or something like mm-hmm. that," you know. But that's what the dad wanted him to do. You have to understand the fine line between that. And and my thing was that you didn't have to play football or run track or baseball. But if you started it, you You had to finish it. And so those are some of the standards and the principles that you pass on this and you use that in life. So you don't give give them. The mindset of quitting. You don't want to do that. And you're going to learn that.
0: Yeah, like I said, I'm not worried. I think this kid's going to be freaking awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what if he isn't?
0: That's cool. He's going to still be awesome. The only thing yeah. I'm worried about maybe is the being up all night thing. But <laughs> I can take naps. That's what they make coffee for, right? I mean,
1: um, at the times where you guys were crying and you're so little, you couldn't tell us what was wrong and you're trying to figure it out and, and it can drive you crazy because you can't control that. Mm-hmm. You know, Tori was so little, she would only drink an ounce at a time. She'd go to sleep and wake up all through the night and she's crying and don't know what's wrong. They can't tell you as a parent, you're going to, you're going to have to learn that.
2: Yeah. And I think one of our biggest suggestions <clears> would probably be with each other. Too once that once the baby gets here, mm-hmm. and I think I've thought about that as well. Um, <laughs> just because we, I am gonna be home for seven weeks, so that'll be nice. But um, just when I am tired, making sure that I am not projecting or like not uh, trying to still not bring that into our relationship. Even if I'm tired and stressed.
1: Don't worry. You will. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, that's the part that's going to grow. You guys going to get closer because it's going to be hard times. It It is. And I know you, you said people tell you this and that because you're going to be out working. She's going to be home. We're crying, baby. Things going to go wrong. And then you're going to come home and it's like, well, your mindset may be, well, it wasn't You've so been at it. home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and all this. All oh, they do asleep. What well, you do all sleeping like that? And, and then you're going to crave adult conversation. You know, you're all home and, and he may want to do something else. You know, that's what you're going to have to learn. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to learn the pace of that, you know, as being new parents. You know, you're newlywed already and now you're going to have a new baby and you got a new house. And so you're gonna to have to learn each other language in that because when Tori was born, your mother didn't want anybody touching her holding her mm-hmm. and how are you gonna deal with that? you know that I had to learn how to deal with that
0: I'm kind of low key maybe a little bit on that pace,
1: <clears throat> yeah, but like I said, once you're in it, you're gonna know it you're gonna you're gonna get your pace, yeah, you have to learn the pace
2: it's just I feel like right now in my mind. <laughs> you have all these things people are telling you, but it's not just that. You just don't know. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I have no idea how I'm going to feel after he's here. Right. I have no idea how my emotions are going to be or, you know, like whatever. I have no idea. And so going into it, it's like, what's going to (laughs) happen? You know, how am I going to be? How am I going to feel? Am I going to be that person that is, feels super connected to their child? Am I going to be that person that has problems with their postpartum, like there's, there's, there's so many questions Mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you literally have zero control.
1: I mean, you're going to have to reach out. You're going to have to pray. Yeah. Um, God is still there Mm -hmm. and know that through history, couples have dealt with this and God is still the standard and long as you know that and that's where you, your husband's going to come in and and he's going to develop more as a leader once that kid is here and and, and it's going to happen whether he wants it or not um because they said there's there's no manual but we do have a manual mm-hmm. but it's getting beyond yourself because now your thought is for your wife and your child and not only are you the protector and the cultivator, you're the leader and allow him to lead you. You know, he's not always going to get it right. He's not, (laughs) you know,
0: well, let's clear my throat. throat. And
1: then you have to be, um, read Ephesians chapter five on that. Um, Washing her with the word, and that's just not giving her word, but living the word, living it out, and she will find comfort in you in doing that.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the worst? <laughs> 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 yeah, I should do stuff like that. I did stuff like that all the time. People be sitting there just staring me a lot and just be like okay no (laughs) oh so any takeaways um i'll go first um my number one takeaway is for all the people that's new parents out there because we have a decent amount of people that's around like our age 20 we almost are like split right down the middle between you know 30 and over and then like 30 and under but um the, the people that are you know Getting ready to have a kid or think about having a kid is that you're not going to do everything's not going to be perfect, you know. But like you know that God is, so you put your trust in God and try and try to get some sleep. <laughs> you, you might be all right.
2: <laughs> I think my takeaway when it kind of always comes back to this, though, that like especially with parenting, is that you have to go back and you have to see what, what God says about it. Um, and also what God gives us, like, this place to go and see what we need to strive for in our character and, and be like Jesus in those ways. And I was thinking about it through all of our conversations that even in the cer- scenarios that you were giving about you, how you reacted to things, you you can see where... Jesus comes in there, like where it character traits or like the fruits of the spirit come in there. And um, if I keep working on my relationship with Christ and trying to do biblically what is right, that it can follow in to parenting and my relationships. So I need to not worry so much about whether I'm going to do it right, but keep trying to do right, by God,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he will bless us.
1: Well, it's like when we talked earlier, D, you know, we, we talked about in First Samuel, uh, Hannah, you know, yeah, wanted a son, and she asked God if she, if he gave her a son, he would give her, the son to him. Back to him, yeah. Yeah, and, and so the uh, strength, Not every knot and tittle of what to do, whether it's right or wrong, and all that. Asking God for wisdom and strength through that, and He'll give you what you need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you can go down, oh, this is supposed to happen like this. It ain't going to happen like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys have a great support system. So, don't worry. I'm not worried Hey Don't worry But worship
0: Is that another shirt?
1: (laughs) I feel like that's out there already
0: But anywho, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the No Negations podcast. From this episode, we pray that you've learned something new that will enhance your Christian life. Visit us at www.nonegations.com. There you can access our blog and access the show notes of each episode. On the show notes, you can get ideas for your personal Bible study groups, Bible studies, or a quick reflection to find specific mentions on the show. You can also order our brand new Seat God First T-shirts or any of our No Negations inspirational apparel. And we have our Seat God First shirt or hats—not shirts—Seat God First hats that are going to be available this week. So make sure you check that out. And if you're in the Canton area, make sure you go to Blend It, located in Belden Village Mall, right next to the Macy's, to purchase your apparel for you or a friend. And please, please don't forget—give us a review on Apple, Google whatever you're streaming this podcast from it helps us to continue to do what we're doing it helps get um our podcast out there so make sure you do that but until next time
1: deuces